church tonight. You may be seated. Thank you, worship team. You can sit down tonight, Lisa. How cool. I might call you back now in a minute. We are on a great topic called Connect. Now, I guess this would be probably one of my favourite topics because it goes with the other topic that I love the best, which is called love. So love and connect kind of go together and I love both those subjects. If you have a look on the wall up there, you'll see all those words up there actually are our core values. And core values actually make up the culture of a place. So those things up there are the most important things to us and then as we live them in this church, not just as leadership but right down through the ranks, it actually makes the whole church in the same culture and we all flow together and move together as one. That's how it's supposed to be. Father, make them one. As you and I are one, make them one, that the whole world might know that they are our disciples, your disciples because they love one another. Who loves each other tonight? Amen. Ooh. Um, who loves each other tonight? Yeah. I know. I'm watching. I'm watching. This is a testimony by someone who came to one of our connect groups. So our connect groups are midweek meetings where we just break it down into smaller groups and actually meet in homes, have you know time together, fellowship over the word, love each other, meet each other's needs. That's the kind of place where we would know if someone was struggling, say if someone couldn't pay their rent, then that connect group would know that person can't pay their rent, let's help them out, let's just you know, get some money together, let's help them out. Or that person there is sick and they've got, you know, they haven't had anyone to cook meals for them. So that connect group then would get together and say, look, this person in our connect group is needing meals cooked. Let's cook some meals for that person. This person has been out in hospital. Let's go clean their house. Let's babysit their kids. Let's do this. So this is where this kind of stuff happens. Because who knows that church is more than just Sunday meetings. You know, when we come in here on a Sunday, it's so cool. We come to meet with God. We come to get built up in our faith. We come to meet with each other. But mostly it's just like, how are you going? You know, quick hello and out the door. And we don't really get to connect with each other and know each other. And I think the most important thing about people is their story. You know what I mean? I love it when new people come into the church. I just love to sit them down and say, what's your story? You know, I might do that when you first come into the church. You say, you know, the pastor gave me so much time. But once I know your story, it's cool. We can just do life together and, you know what I mean, and I'm getting to know someone else's story. But in connect groups, you get to know each other's stories. So you get to sit with someone and look them in the eye and just get to know who they are as people, as real people that have real life situations and have real needs and have real needs that need, they need to be loved. Amen? They need, people need to be loved. And people need to be in families. I know that we're doing a wedding this Saturday, aren't we? With your brother. Are they here? No, they're probably not here. Um, with Phil's brother who just came and we invited him to connect with us at a New Year's Eve party. And at that New Year's Eve party, we did a little bit of connecting uh, where we saw, you know, we just knew that this gorgeous blonde would just really fit with this gorgeous man. And they had both been like separated from their partners for like years and years and alone. They both had 
kids at the same age, we think this is just too good to be true. But all we have to do is get this guy saved because he's not going to go out with one of our girls if he's not saved. And so we told him, okay, see that beautiful blonde over there? Yes. Well, <laughs> you can't ask her out unless you get saved first. He goes, oh, okay, okay, that sounds good. Anyway, he ended up coming to church and Gail, you sat with him, didn't you? And, and Louise sat with him. He sat in between two beautiful blondes. And, you know, he really actually did get touched by God in an amazing way and he really did get saved. It wasn't manipulation, I promise. Well, it was a little bit, but anyway, he <laughs> did really get saved and he came out on the altar, gave his heart to Lord Phil's brother and the two of them are hugging each other and crying and everything like that. Anyway, he proposed a month later. This guy is rocked. He's just rocked. He's so... Talk about connection. Woohoo! Yeah. That's real connection. And so they're getting married this Saturday. And the whole um, theme of their wedding is that God puts the lonely into families. Yes, I know. John White is getting married too. John White. I mean, God puts the lonely... John found the most beautiful girl, didn't you? Awesome woman. And now they're getting married. Like, God, come to church. You can find a partner. (laughs) No, go to connect group. No. No, no, God puts the lonely into families. And I reckon that's what we are. We are a family. We are family. Yeah, but we have to have brothers, sisters, aunties, uncles, grandmas, grandfathers with me. Amen. So this is a little testimony of one lady who came, and she, I think she had visited a Catholic church, and, um, and her son was coming here, TJ was coming here to youth and he's an amazing young man of God. Sometimes he plays an electric guitar. He's got like that fringe. Yeah. You know that fringe where they just look at you out of one eye? Just like, yeah, I love it too. And I, they must spend ages just straightening that thing, you know. Anyway. And she says this. This is Karen. She says this. I've been very blessed I I was very blessed when I was invited to come along to one of C3 Tuggerer's connect groups this year. Our connect group is held at Libby's house and is led by Katrina. I had no idea what to expect at my first meeting and I was a little anxious, but my gorgeous boy TJ encouraged me to go. I was so grateful to be a new member of C3 Tuggerer. She came here and just got gloriously saved. Amen. I was eager to meet more people in the church and learn and grow and most importantly have a relationship with God. I was welcomed into the group with wide open loving arms. What a beautiful group of ladies. Christians are such amazing people to be around. That's cool, isn't it, for a new Christian to say that, that we're good to be around? What? We're not hypocrites? Woohoo! That's good. It's good, Brown. There's a point. Yeah. And we can really feel the presence of our Father when we are gathered together. I have no doubt in my mind he is here with us when we pray, share, chat, laugh and learn more about his word. One reason I know this is because the amazing peace, warmth and total security I feel whenever I'm in my connect group. Only God could have that effect over me in such a short time with people I don't even know very well. Being part of my connect group really encourages me as a Christian I feel so inspired, safe and loved when I'm together with my faithful sisters who encourage, support and teach me. 
I feel so much stronger in my heart and so peaceful when I walk out the door after Connect Group. I know it sounds so corny, but it's very true. I try to stay in this loving, peaceful presence for as long as I can after our meetings, and I'm sure my teenagers love me more when I get home after Connect Group. (laughs) I thank God for my Connect Group and the gorgeous, sweet and fun-loving ladies in it. And I thank you, TJ, for encouraging, your, your encouragement and love and for bringing me to church. You are such a... Yeah. Hang on, I'm not finished. Wait a minute. Hang on, here's the punchline. You are such a beautiful, awesome, loving son and person. Don't forget to clean your room. <laughs> got that one in, Mum. Got that one in. Just put that first scripture up for me, please. Ephesians 2.9 says this. Consequently, consequently, consequently what? The consequence that you got born again. Consequently, since you're born again, consequently, since Jesus paid a price for you to be saved, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens. That's good news. Daniel, where's Daniel? You're no longer an alien, Daniel. (laughs) You've got a groovy car and everything going on. We're no longer foreign, foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. And look at this. In him, the whole building, that's us, is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him too, you are being built together. Everyone say built together. together. To become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. God is actually building us together. That's his plan. That's the reason Jesus died. That, we, that, that it would be restored on the earth what it was originally meant to be, that God's children would live together in harmony and peace and love with their loving Father loving them and teaching them how to live and we'd just be great and awesome and beautiful and peaceful, great people. That's how it's supposed to be. Amen? And the scripture says here, no longer foreigners or aliens. We're built together to to become a holy dwelling. We're built together, and that's what the word connected means, built together. We're getting together. We're doing life together. We're bearing one another's burdens. We're holding one another up. We're crying together. We're laughing together. We're birthing babies together. Oh, Who's going to let me go into the birth of their baby next? I just, oh, are you going to have one? Oh, my God, Vicky, we've got to find you a husband first. My gosh, she's so keen. She's like the new woman. She's lost the weight. She's got the hairdo going on. And we're praying for a husband. And, um, okay, so if you fall pregnant after you get married, I'm coming in. All right, cool. All cool. Now, when you talk about, don't, don't have pictures there, Garth, no pictures. Wash your mind. <laughs> now, when we talk about buildings, and we're talking about buildings being built together, we're talking about stones, we're talking about rocks, we're talking about this sort of stuff, 
you know, in the times that the Bible was written, there weren't any such thing as like bricks, you know, like bricks that were perfectly shaped and perfectly sized and all the same colour and all, you know what I mean? Like what we build with today. But when they're talking about building a building out of us, they're actually talking about stones that were really rough, really roughly cut, and they're all different shapes and sizes. And they had to actually work with them to make them fit together, probably, right? And so 1 Peter 2.4 says this, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by man, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices. Now look, now, now see, this is sort of what you are, okay. Now, some of you kind of, yeah, you're kind of this shape. And then, you know, in your personality, I'm talking, not talking about body types here. I'm not doing a, you know, Susanna and what's the face thing. No, this is personality types and like all the stuff that goes with your life, this is the rock that is you, right? And so you go to connect group and you go, here I am. Right, here I am here. And then someone else comes to connect group and they go, oh, how are you going? And it's like, and they try and... <laughs> I think I'm working this out. And they, they, they come alongside of you and then you go, oh. And then at first when you try and be friends and all that stuff, you know, fleshy stuff comes up and you go, oh, I don't really like your haircut and blah, blah, blah. You know, the things we do as human beings and, oh, you know, you've got bad breath, whatever. And so you're trying to fit together but this bad breath is in the way. And so you try and then eventually we kind of get this thing going kind of like that. And we get the, the basis of something going on. And then, then oh, this one... <laughs> <laughs> this one is like, you know, it comes along and then that one gets, and then somehow this one's got to move, and then this one's got to <laughs> Maybe that one can go up there. This one, do what you're told. And then another bit comes along and it sees a different shape. So it's not like bricks. We can't, God kind of be a little bit creative here. And then this guy comes along and he. Yeah, and then he has to move and he has to come in and then he comes in there and then maybe this skinny bit on him would be good for there. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And all that, like it doesn't come naturally. Well, it almost looks like a wall, sort of. I might need some help. Let's poke that in the hole there. Yeah. <laughs> bit of mortar, bit of mortar. And so, how do we do this? Really, in connection, this is the key thing. To connect with other people in the church, it doesn't mean that they have to conform or you have to conform. Because the key phrase here is not conform, but transform. Amen? So I, I don't have to conform who I am as a person. I don't have to suddenly go, oh, Julie, you're too loud, don't talk so much, be quiet. I remember we went to 
connect group. They called them home fellowship group in those days. Um, yeah, at these, this Welsh people's house. And she was one of those beautiful Welsh women that cooks um, beautiful cakes and little scones. And she was very quiet. And she said, oh, hello, welcome to my house. And she would just, and he would speak and she would never interrupt. She was like, <laughs> and then when we would leave, I think, I have just got to be like her. And that way, if I conform, you know what I mean? I'll be able to fit in. And that's what we do in the world. We conform. You know, how many girls when they're dating, I watched that movie the other night, what was it? Oh, no, Runaway Bride, you know? Yeah. Oh, it was great. Me and Jesse had a chick flick night and we watched, because Phil was away, so we watched Runaway Bride again. And it was fantastic. But what her problem was that every time she dated someone, she would just say whatever they liked, she would like. So she ended up liking all these different kinds of eggs. And so when she was with this guy, she liked scrambled eggs. And when she was with this guy, she liked fried eggs. And then when she was with this guy, she didn't like eggs at all. And you know what I mean? And when it came to the crunch, when she met the guy who was the love of her life, he asked her this question, what eggs do you really like? I want you to tell me what you like because I don't want you to conform. I want you to be you. And this is, this is the beautiful thing about Christianity, that we are all so incredibly unique and beautifully made that it's okay to just be you. It's, we're not bricks. We're not bricks. <laughs> that was my husband. I was just saying, we're not bricks. We're not bricks. And um, we're incredibly diverse. He made every one of us. In fact, there's not one of us the same in the whole entire earth and guess what? There never has been and never will be. One. Out of the zillions of people that have ever been created, there's only one like you. So how could you possibly conform? There's nothing to conform to. you just got to be you and be free to be you. And, and, but we can transform. Amen? We can transform to be more like Jesus. How many of you know that I am a really nice person, but I have flesh nature? I have, Vicky. I know it comes as a shock to you. I know. But what I do is that I keep myself led by the Spirit as often as I can and not led by the flesh. Let's have a look at this, Romans 12.12. 12. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Be transformed, not conformed. Be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Transform our way of thinking, our way of responding, our way of reacting, our way of judging, our way of criticizing, our way of um, putting our walls up and not letting people in. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. How do we get a renewal in our mind? We have to read the Word of God. And when we read the Word of God, which is the blueprint for our lives, it's the blueprint for who we should be, then we become transformed the renewing of our mind as we read the Word and as we hide the Word in our hearts, the Holy Spirit comes and he comes and he, he will nudge us. 
he'll nudge us. And he'll say, you know, your rock's not really fitting in there that way. Maybe you have to turn it this way. Maybe you need to be led by the Spirit in this. Maybe you not, don't need to judge and criticise, but you need to be compassionate and kind. Maybe we need to turn you a little. Amen. Do you know what I'm saying? So we look here at Galatians 5, 16. So I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with one another. Amen. So that you do not know what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Galatians 5.19, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's pretty heavy, eh? And then it goes on to say, the good news. Everyone say good news. Good news. But, that's the good news, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. In other words, just be absolutely... Can I say my own words? (laughs) It's like... He hasn't preached today. He's frustrated. Yeah. What is that word when you um? <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know when you just lavish. Like, come on, somebody give me a good word. Remember all these funny little words? They're all doing it for me. You know when you when you you just there's no law to this. You can give as much of this as way as you want. And it will, you'll, never, you'll never tire of it. You know, the more that you give away, the Bible says what you sow, you will reap. And as you give away love and kindness and patience and gentleness and self-control, things start to come back on you and people start to treat you the same way. Imagine if we as Christians could actually treat each other like this. Could actually treat each other like this. Now let me just say this. This kind of stuff that we're talking about here, It's not conditional. See, the love in the world is conditional. If you be good to me, then I'll love you. You know? If you act like a good person, then I'll be your friend. But you see, what we do is we bring that into the church and that into our relationships. And, and, you know, oh, did you hear so-and-so fell last week? Ooh. And then the whole church starts to talk about so-and-so who fell last week and he walks into church and he can just feel all the whispers and he can feel that everyone's looking at him. That's not church, people. Did you hear so-and-so fell last week? My God, let's go pick him up. Let's go find him. Let's lovingly bring him and bring him into the house of God. Let's carry him on our shoulders, actually, the scriptures say. Let's get him on our shoulders and get him to church. Let's love him back to God. Amen? Otherwise, you know, you, you, we all could fall. It only takes one second decision. You know what I mean? And we've made decisions that, that, that would make people judge us. 
Please don't judge people in this church. Please don't do that. Please, when you go to a connect group, love each other. Amen? Just love each other. Um, and so as you go into connect group, these are the things that happen. The Holy Spirit will get a hold of your heart. And so you might just say, oh. You might just say to one of the other girls, or one of, you know, girls usually do this stuff. Guys don't do it, but girls will go, you know, she really gets on my nerves, that chick. You know, like the way she goes, (laughs) I just can't stand it. You know, and then, you know, the other girl goes, I know, I know, it really gets on my nerves too. And uh, don't tell anyone, we are. We'll just, you know. And then when that girl comes to camp, do you think she can feel that vibe? You know, people feel vibes. You know when someone's not right with you. And so what I would like to see happen when someone says, you know that chick, I'd like the other person to go, no, no, I don't talk about people. You see, because I love that person. She's a sister in Christ. And like here in this church, we don't do that stuff. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, transform. Transform. I felt like I was in one of those 60s movies then, Jess, that we were watching the other day. It's fun. Now, I know that you know this scripture. I know that you know that you know that you know that you know, but do you know? So let me put it up again, 1 Corinthians 13. And really think about this. Because what this is describing here in this scripture is the unconditional love of God. This is the love of God that he gives out. This is the perfect love that God gives. And we are, we're never going to get it perfect, right? No. We just try. We, when we get home, we'll be perfect. So don't just say, oh, those Christians, they reckon they love people. And blah, 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 blah. You know, we are, no. None of us, none of us are perfect. We're waiting to be perfected when we get home. But until that time, we've all got this war inside of us. We all have a fleshly nature and we all have a tendency to, ah! every now and again. But that's okay. Amen? And so it says this. You know, because we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit here, right? And a lot of people want the gifts of the Spirit. Oh, let me work in miracles. Oh, let me work in signs and wonders. Oh, let me lead worship. Let me preach. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. And we can, we can want all those gifts. Gifts are great. But if you haven't got the fruit... The scriptures say this, if I speak in the tongues of men and angels and have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but not ha- have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but ha- have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. Does it sound like the fruits of the Spirit to you? Does it sound like the opposing things to the Galatians 5 fruits of the Spirit versus the works of the flesh? It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Oh, but you don't understand. You know, that person really hurt me. It keeps no record of wrongs. See, when, when God forgives someone, 
He says, as far as the east is from the west, he removes that from you and he remembers it no more. Amen? So what right do we have to remember people's sins and the things people have done wrong when God has forgotten it? Amen? We need to, we need to say, be like God. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Love never fails. Amen? You know, if we could do this stuff, if we could just get it right. Galatians 6, 9 says this. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. There's more, I want to read more of that scripture, but listen to this. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. We are the church. We are the blessed, beautiful church. We are the representation of God on this earth. We are here to represent his love to mankind. And if we keep trying and we don't give up, we will reap a harvest. We will reap a harvest of love. We will reap a harvest of righteousness. We will reap a harvest of connecting together, loving people, and gloriously having an effect in changing people's lives. Amen? Amen? And it says there, Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Especially to those who belong to the family of believers. You know, so many times, if somebody is not a Christian and they do something, you know, we don't judge them as harshly as when a Christian does something because we have this expectation that you're a Christian and you should be like this in my standards. But who gave you the right to set standards for anyone else? We don't have the right to set standards. One wise man once said to me this, if you have no expectations of another human being, you will never be disappointed. And that's what I would like to have. I would like to have no expectations. No expectations they should live according to what I say or what my standard is or what my philosophy or my theology is or my stand, according to what my stand is in Christ. I don't drink alcohol, so I'm going to judge everybody else who drinks alcohol. That, you know, like, that's my stand. But I don't judge according to that. I give you grace to be you. I give you grace to be you. I give you grace to be you. I give you freedom. Freedom to be you. And freedom to live and to love and to dance and to be yourself. And freedom to live in the Spirit as I treat you as a beautiful human being should be treated and never treat you any less than what God himself would treat you if he was standing before you, amen? And if we can do this, this is like Garth was saying this morning, Connect Groups isn't just a nice system that we can put in place as another program. Connect Groups is about getting the culture of this house out into the homes where we can actually get together, meet one another and get in in each other's faces and each other's lives and be there to help people, to reap a harvest of people that will love you, 
strengthen you, pick you up when you fall, cry with you, laugh with you, do life with you. Amen? That's what connect groups are about. That's why we're passionate about them. And that's why we're passionate about the love in this house. Amen? Let's just stand up. We're going to pray. Jesus' name. Yeah, can I have the musicians, thanks? It's not a bad wall. Probably looks a bit like we do right now, trying to do our best to fit together. Who agrees? I mean, I'm the big chunky piece with the pointy bit out like this at the moment. And I'm trying as best I can to be like Christ. And if we all do that, it's going to be awesome.